0: Paranormal Pets is brought to you by Pet Care RX, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. Pet Care RX offers the same meds as top vets, but with a savings up to 50%. And if you find a lower price on a certified EPA and FDA approved medication, Pet Care RX will match that price. So go to petcarerx.com. Use promo code Paranormal10. P-A-R-A-N-O-R-M-A-L, the number 10, and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more.
1: It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye.
2: Hello, and welcome to Paranormal Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. I am your host, Brandi Stark, and uh, I apologize, I'm a little, little horse today. As I was explaining to Mark, the producer, and Wendy earlier, I uh, went in for allergy testing, and uh, it turns out I'm allergic to, unfortunately, my dust, mold, and my own rodents. Uh, I have 12 rats right now, six of them are rescued, so the doctor wanted me to get rid of them. I refused, and so I am now getting injections for mold, dust, dust mites Rats. (laughs) I didn't know you could get injections for that. So, my voice is a little sultry today, but it's not going to deter our episode. I'm actually really excited. We've been doing a couple series on paranormal birds, kind of one of those species that seems to be overlooked because we talk about cats and dogs all the time. Last episode, we had Lori Champion on, and uh, she actually led me to today's guest, who is a member of her team, Pinellas Pasco Paranormal. We have Wendy Wine today, who is going to actually talk about her personal experience with a paranormal bird or a bird that interprets the paranormal. So we're very much looking forward to that, and we'll actually get started right after these messages.
1: Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say, Bigfoot, don't run away.
0: Question Like,
2: so how do you feel about cat condos? We can save from experience. Feels like home
1: for her.
0: Enter the code paranormal and save 10% on orders of $65 or more, plus free shipping at petco.com
1: Celebrate your special occasion and give her this classic semi eternity band created with 1 carat brilliant diamonds, channel set in 14 carat white gold. Exclusively yours from ice.com. Free shipping over $150, free returns, and 30-day money-back guarantee.
0: Go to ICE.com and use promo code ACTFP and get 20% off your purchase. Or use promo code ADTFP and get 20% off at Diamond.com. ICE.com or Diamond.com. Get 20% off from Pet Life Radio.
1: There's a movement afoot. Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal
2: Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join me as we feature interviews with best selling pet related authors, award winning writers, and journalists, and bloggers and we'll tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights.
0: Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com
1: Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host.
2: And welcome back to Paranormal Pets. Uh, Again, I'm Brandi Stark, your host, and today's guest is Wendy Wine. Hi, Wendy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? We are surviving, and that's all that matters, right? That's it. I'm telling you. What we're going to do is, actually, we're going to start off, if you'd like to do a little introduction about yourself and your team, Pinellas Pasco Paranormal. I'd like to know a little bit about the team, your role in it, how long you've been doing it. So, we'll let you start. I belong to Pinellas
3: Pasco Paranormal.
2: Uh, Lori Champion, of course, is the head of Pinellas Pasco
3: Paranormal. Uh, We do uh, investigative hostile haunts. We have a very tight-knit team. We're kind of more like family in a way. I myself have been with them for just a little over a year. I met Lori through my own hostile haunt that I had inside my house, and she had come out in health, and we had become real good friends, and she got to know that I was, you know, in the paranormal field and a sensitive, and after a little while, I had joined up with her team.
2: Excellent. I know that uh, Lori was very impressed with you, and she's, she's actually uh, told me in the past that she was so excited when she met you that uh, she's very, very, very selective. I mean, I know, you know her team, I don't, you know, I don't think Pinellas Pasco has really taken new members too much these days, but you know, she actually was so impressed with you that she decided to go ahead and ask you to be on the team, and that's, that's very high praise from Lori, let me tell you.
3: I was very honored when she asked me to become a member of her team.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. Now, what do you consider your role in the group to be?
3: I'm a paranormal investigator and an evidence reviewer.
2: Excellent. I know Lori has those long sessions where everybody comes in and you listen to the EVPs a few times and watch video, and it gets to be an all-night event.
3: Yeah, we are basically at a coma most of the day.
2: Yeah, I can imagine. Now, I know that our focus today is on the birds. So, can you tell us a little bit about the bird that you're reporting on today?
3: Sure. I have an African gray. He's about 14 years old in human years. I inherited this bird. My dad passed away a few years ago on my birthday, and he had two birds. Of course, I received him. And during the process of a divorce, my mom had taken care of this bird for me. My mom's husband, unfortunately, passed away last year. The bird stayed in the garage where he used to play and talk on his amateur radio. After he passed away, my mom would go into the building where he was at, and the bird would say things like, I miss you, Beth. The, The bird had never heard anything like that before. My mom would go to leave the house, and the bird would look and say, Where are you going? He had picked up uh, Cliff's cough, which Cliff is my mom's deceased husband, and he would okay. do that as, to me, a way to try to communicate with her. And my mom would get irritated with it. And she'd finally look at the bird and said, Cliff, if that's you and you're trying to tell me something, I wish you'd just go ahead and tell me. The bird replied, I'm trying.
2: Wow. Excellent. So it sounds like, do you think... Now, African greys, as I recall, they're beautiful birds, and they're very articulate. They speak a lot. I mean, did he He didn't have any of those phrases in his vocabulary at the time that your mother had them. No. Uh, all right. Absolutely none. And how well do you think he picks up words? I mean, does he seem to pick up phrases from the TV and the radio pretty easily, or does it take him a little bit more time?
3: Normally about a month for it to, you know, like really set. And his vocabulary, I know the phrases that he knew, you know, because I had the bird for almost two years Mm -hmm. before my mother had acquired him. And those words were just never taught to him. I mean, there were times that I would leave the house with my new husband and the bird would pop up and say right after I left, where's Wendy? To me, that's just unusual.
2: Uh, Particularly to learn new phrases that quickly then. So it didn't match with the persona and the behavior of the bird that you knew. Exactly. Excellent. Now, do you think the bird, the bird you said belonged to your father, did he know Cliff at all in life or not so much?
3: Yes. I mean, even after my mother and my father had separated, they remained friends. But my father lived in Mobile, Alabama and mm-hmm. he had lived there for several years, so it wasn't like that he was down here where he would always associate
2: with them. Okay, so the bird does seem to really be picking up. It doesn't sound like it's you know attached to the family or anything, at least Cliff, so much. So it seems to be something that really is quite independent that's speaking through the bird, and the bird is, is acting, interestingly enough, as a psychic medium.
3: Yes, ma'am. Um, Lori was over here at one point in time Do an investigation on my house recently, Mm -hmm. and the bird had replied, I'm going to eat you. Oh, that's an interesting answer. On the EVP session that we had done, there was an EVP that said, I am going to eat you.
2: Wow. So the I'm going to eat you phrase came from the ghost, showed up on the EVP, and was repeated by the bird. Correct. Wow. It's kind of an unusual phrase, and I know Pinellas Pasco does a lot of hostile haunts, but I'm wondering if, and I don't know, you know, about the ghost in the home, but, you know, if it was not a friendly one, it might have been tantalizing the bird by saying, you know, hey, you big chicken, you know, you, you're living meat, you know, I'm going to eat you. That's exactly what Lori had said. Wow. That poor bird. That's never nice to hear, <laughs> is it? Wow, that's actually pretty neat. And did the bird say it on tape as well, and then it was also on the EVP, or this was two separate incidents?
3: You know, I don't really quite remember. I do not think this bird had said it on the EVP tape. Okay. Um, I do know that the voice on the EVP tape was not the bird.
2: Wow. Wow. Now, see, it's things like that that I find really amazing, and I know Lori and I were speculating what it might be with birds is that they have really strong sense of hearing. Uh, Apparently, you know, and I need to look up the the facts on it, but perhaps better than cats and dogs. You know, cats get their supernatural connection because uh, their hearing is actually excellent, as well as their vision, their low-light vision, and of course, apparently they're quite sensitive to vibration. So, you know, cats would seem to respond to things that, you know, for example, mice screwing under the ground or something like that, that we could not see or anticipate the cats would respond to. And so they kind of, oh, I apologize. (laughs) This is the joy of hugs on radio, but it does sound, uh, I'm kind of curious to wonder if, you know, like cats, if that's what the bird is doing, if it has the ability to hear through all of those ranges of frequency, if their sense of hearing is so much more sensitive, if they can articulate what they hear because they're hearing what we don't, which I think would be interesting.
3: Right, that was exactly what, you know, when I had spoke to Lori about it, uh, my question to her
2: now, did your sensitivity – you did mention that you were sensitive. Did your sensitivity also match up with what the bird was reporting? Yes. Yeah.
3: You know, I knew that Cliff was still inside the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had physically saw him. As far as the, the building where he was at, there were massive, massive cold spots.
2: Excellent. So, the bird actually was reflecting and you were able to verify what was going on, which I think is actually pretty interesting. And actually, this is one of the the more interesting cases where we actually have a homeowner who is sensitive and with a bird, you know, that can actually go back and forth and say, you know, the bird is saying things that are very strange, but I'm picking up the same sensation from the entity in my house. It might give some validation that… You know, I'm curious there. I've always wondered, are the birds repeating what they hear or – and if for that to happen, then this entity would have to be telling the bird for at least a month, I'm going to eat you, for the bird to pick up that phrase from what I understand about your African gray. Or is it that, you know, is it the bird that's being possessed? I mean, can the entity actually possess the bird and speak? You know, how is it picking up those phrases? And even what you described before, with the bird coming back with phrases that were almost conversational, you know, something like that just doesn't seem to spontaneously happen. You know, you can't have a, I would imagine you wouldn't have a ghost for a month saying, you know, tell her, you know, I'm trying, you know, for a bird to actually answer in those words in present time and with the conversation would indicate, I don't know, I don't know if it would be a possible possession and what would you do if your bird was possessed anyway? I mean, that, that gets to be a whole nother can of worms right there. Exactly.
3: I, I don't think, you know, that this was something that a spirit would sit there and, you know, repeat and the bird would come back with a quick answer to a question that was given or a statement that was given, you know, as far as if the bird is possessed or uh, should I not say possessed or being used as a communication tool. Mm -hmm. I personally would leave my bird alone and, you know, take it with a grain of salt.
2: You'd almost have to because in a situation like this, you know what else can you do you know it would it would actually bring up the question and of course unfortunately this is what we are dealing with with paranormal pets and paranormal animals in general but awareness consciousness intellect ability to assess problems and to assess situations you know i it's always been amazing to me. You know, I love animals and I love living with my pets because, you know, they're always in the present moment. You know, the past is kind of gone. The future is gone or not here. They're not worried about it. So they're living in the present moment. So, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, their perceptions are a little bit different than ours. And I think, It gets to be very hard. I don't know birds well enough to say, you know, how coherent a personality they might have. I mean, how self-aware are they? How do they associate or do they understand what's going on around them? Do they live in the present moment? You know, are they intellectual enough to say, hey, there's an entity, you know, or to block an entity from coming in? I mean, the theory is always that, you know, animals are easier to, quote unquote, possess because they don't have reason. And I guess they would not have human willpower. You know, so it's kind of a strange thought, but does the bird allow itself to be used as a tool or is it simply responding to the moment or is it something more aggressive like a possession? When you talk about Cliff, who the bird first responded to, I mean, was he a sensitive or was he unusually strong personality or anything along those lines that he might assert himself like that and possibly possess the bird? Uh, Cliff was
3: a very easygoing guy. He he was a very strong spirit. He was not as sensitive. Cliff, unfortunately, passed away suddenly. Mm-hmm. It, it was totally unexpected. Um, my mom had just spoke to him face-to-face five minutes before he passed away.
2: Wow. So it might have been one of those things where things left undone or its family actually tends to hang around a lot i mean it sounds strange but actually the spirits just had a case where unfortunately the homeowner was was a little bit assertive and harder to you know kind of say you know please sit down and don't tell us anything that wasn't working. But at one point, a sensitive had picked up uh, on our team that the wife of the homeowner was still there. And this other person, you know, piped up immediately, said, oh, no, that doesn't happen. We believe that everybody goes to heaven and you can't be in two places at once. And I always think that's actually kind of funny. But entities, you know, can pretty much do whatever they want as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, without a body, you're not subject to space so much. But it's, it's kind of an interesting thought that, You know, when one passes on and particularly suddenly, you know, there's probably still that care and that concern that's even more intense than somebody who is perhaps prepared to pass on and has kind of let go of some of those attachments and those relationships and settled things. So, it's kind of interesting that Cliff might have still very strongly been there for your mother and was kind of letting her know, you know, I'm I'm watching over you and uh, you're not alone. You know, this was very sudden, but we'll work through this particularly with that one message about I'm trying, you know, to let you know I'm here. I think that's fantastic, you know, and I think that's where, it's interesting, but that's where I think animals become our helpers. I don't know if you agree.
3: Oh, no, I I wholeheartedly agree with you.
2: It's uh, it's absolutely one of the most intriguing aspects, I have to say, of of even doing this show is just hearing the stories and, and really how animals help. But what we'll actually do at this point is we'll pause for some commercial messages. And then when we get back, we'll see what else we can come up with with birds and the paranormal. And maybe see about giving some advice to folks that, uh, that might be having some entity issues with their pets. So we'll be right back after these messages.
1: Now, time for something really scary a word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say, Bigfoot, don't run away.
0: Go to PetMeds.com forward slash paranormal to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com.
1: FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD.
0: Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code PARAPETS at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P dot com, code word P-A-R-A-P-E-T-S. I love animals. If you ask the question, what do I want? What do I need? I'll take affection. I read your mention. I need time. I need love. I crave attention.
1: Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Join us every week on Wings and Things, where you'll find real answers to real questions about everything you want to know about pet birds. Care, feeding, bird products, travel, and more. Everything to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. From parrots to parakeets, cockatiels to cockatoos, you'll have a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about your fun, feathered friends. We're your hosts, Barbara Heinrich from Good Bird and
3: Robin Schwokas from the
1: Leather Elves. How do I learn more about my parrot? Spread your wings and get ready to fly. Wings and things only on
3: PetLifeRadio.com. Let's
0: talk pets.
2: Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio.
3: PetLifeRadio.
0: PetLifeRadio.com. Pet <laughs>
1: To hear that Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared Paranormal Pets is back With our haunted host Our ghost host
2: and welcome back to Paranormal Pets. I'm your host, Brandy Stark. We have Wendy Wine with us. We're continuing on with our interview about birds and the paranormal. And again, this is kind of an unusual case, and I'm hoping that others will take Wendy's example and maybe come forward with their own paranormal bird stories. I have done some research, and there, there are some out there, but uh, they are much harder to find. And I haven't... I haven't done an academic research paper or anything on that yet. It's on my list of things to do, but I'd like to actually find out a little bit more as to why birds are considered one of those paranormal animals. And again, we've had guests on the show before that have talked about cats, dogs, horses, cattle, sheep, and birds, which are all considered to be sensitives. And primarily, I think it's because birds and all of these other animals, herding animals, domesticate, basically, they're all domesticated animals. And so, we associate with them. But it turns Turns out that when you start looking at the connections between human association and animals, there's a little bit more to it. Again, dogs are associated with ghosts, but they also end up being guardians of the dead, guardians of the living, companion animals in the afterlife. You know, they have multiple roles in the supernatural world. Cats are associated with sorcery, witchcraft, and healing. An interesting mixture right there. But, you know, and this goes back to perhaps even their earliest connection with humankind and helping to rid, and the theory is that, one theory is that Egyptians started storing grain in silos, and when they did that, that started to attract mice and rats, and it was causing plague, pestilence, and of course, you know, threatening the food supply, and so Egyptians learned very quickly that cats could be tamed, you know, that they would hunt even if they were fed, and I shouldn't say cats can be tamed because even today, I'm not sure we tame them, but that cats could be somewhat domesticated and that there was an advantage for the cats to be there, you know, and so perhaps an ending plague-bearing rodents, which I'm sorry to say, I think rodents get a bad name, but in the wild, okay, I guess they can be a little problematic you know, that's what associates humans. But now we have birds, and again, they're known to be sensitive, and they're known to be related to the supernatural, but again, the question is, you know, why? What? What is the human connection? Uh, what are humans observing about birds that make them unique? And of course, we do know Native American traditions talk about particularly birds that not only fly, but swim. Uh, local Native Americans loved, I want to say they're what are they called? Do you, have you seen these birds? They're kind of gray. It starts with a C. Cormorans? I'm not sure yeah. which one they are. Yeah, they're really pretty. They look like, you know, little miniature, kind of little miniature storks. They do fly and they swim. We have a lake up here and they actually swim and they get fish. They're not ducks though. They're something a little bit different. They were really sacred because they actually were connected with nature on three levels. The land because they come out of the water and they have to dry off before they can fly. The sky because of flight and of course water because of their swimming ability. So. You know, the fascination with birds, I think, is is kind of an interesting study and something that I haven't seen a lot of. So, you know, is it because some birds can mimic our speech? And humans, of course, we like to set ourselves apart because we, quote-unquote, speak. Actually, we do speak. The, quote-unquote, should be for the birds. But, you know, we have language and communication. You know, and birds can mimic that and they appear to speak. You know, I've always been fascinated. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Being a bird owner, I would imagine that you would have a lot of insight to the responsibility and, and to the ability of birds. So, I didn't know if you wanted to add anything to that or if you have other observations about why we value birds as supernatural, but I'd love to hear them.
3: Well, I, I consider myself actually a, a new bird owner. Um, I had never had birds before this one. As far as them being paranormal, I would have to say probably because of their ability to hear the low frequency ranges, and I guess they're more vulnerable than humans are. If there's a problem you feel with your animal, contact a paranormal team and see if you can get some help with it.
2: Right. And of course, you know, always make sure, you know, the pet is healthy and, and you've checked it over for natural causes because that'll probably be one of the first things the paranormal team says. So, you know, if uh, if somebody called me and said my dog's acting up, I'd have to say, well, you know, tell me how. But, you know, if you've ruled out, you know, everything's okay and the bird's okay, but it's still being spooky. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's, you know, actually homeowners might start documenting I think that's a good idea, you know, writing down what's happening. I don't know about I think Lori would agree, and and hopefully you would, but I usually tell people that if they're not, well actually, I don't think it matters if you're on a paranormal team or not, the general rule of thumb is to not investigate your own home. You know, you do need to get a team in. I don't know about you guys, but we've started finding that there's a rash of people out there that are trying to do their own paranormal investigations, and unfortunately, that usually makes things worse. So, you know, documentation isn't so bad, but, you know, people who try to record and do EVPs and all this, they're, they they kind of actually start building into this fear factor. So I usually don't recommend that. But and of course, what are the earmarks? Do you think of a, a good paranormal team? You know, personally, I would say make sure that they're long lived. You know, usually I recommend before two thousand five because most teams after two thousand five, not all, but many are going to be trained based on television. And I think you need to have a little more more time in the field and a little more experience. And I'm a big Advocate of mentoring myself. But are there other earmarks of paranormal teams that uh, you would recommend? They're persona. You know, make
3: sure that the people that you associate with as far as paranormal team have good morals. You know, they're not your, as you said, your commercialized ghost hunters.
2: It would be interesting, you know, I'm kind of hoping that eventually, you know, some paranormal teams will, you might even want to look for one that has experience with animals or. You know, maybe even in the interview process when you're talking to this team, because I usually advocate, you know, homeowners need to know who's coming into their house. You know, you can't just let in a, a group of strangers. So really, you know, talk to the, the founder, the contact or whoever you're talking to. But, you know, you might want to feel them out for their views on animals, because there are some that still believe that, well, and I know this is shocking coming from me, uh, and of course, I do have my bias, and I know it's there, you know, and I do believe animals are sentient to a degree, and of course, I do believe they have souls, so there's no question there, and I think they have reasoning abilities, maybe not to human levels, but they can reason some, but, you know, I think it's also really important that if you're going to deal with animals, you know, that you find a team that's sympathetic, or understands, you know, working with animals and, um, you know, isn't going to dismiss, you know, what you're saying, you know, it might have some compassion for the animal i mean i think that's that's hugely important and unfortunately with some of the more commercialized groups i think that's that's one thing that i really object to is is the lack of compassion this is a compassionate field it has to be and commercial teams don't always do that so do you have other advice that you like to pass along for bird owners uh, in general or paranormal folks or uh, is there anything that you like to advocate or plug at this point
3: Well, just, you know, what you said, you know, I strongly suggest do not try to investigate yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. even when I have a problem inside my own home, I do not investigate myself. I call my team. To me, it's just a really bad idea. You might open up something that you don't want. You know, if you're interested in past the Paranormal, paranormal dot com and read up on it.
2: And did your bird settle down a little bit since uh, everything has been happening? Somewhat. Somewhat? I know you just said you had a recent investigation, so I guess things are still going over there, but. Hopefully, you know having paranormal you know a paranormal investigation does seem to maybe help calm the bird down too a little bit. I mean, there's the excitement of the team being there. I don't know if you found this, but I've often found that doing these investigations sometimes wears the entity out a little bit, and there's a you know a peaceful time period that comes about, and that might be nice for for animals that might be afflicted with haunted phenomena too.
3: Right. Well, when Jake starts backing up, with Jake, with Jake is the bird's name. Um, okay. I tend to do something else to distract him like turn on the TV or the radio because he does like to dance and, and you know like steer him off the track.
2: Okay. Calm him down a little bit and redirect his focus. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well hopefully we'll get some more paranormal bird stories but I want to thank you so much for sharing yours and it has been wonderful having you on. I'll let you know when the episode comes out. Like I said we've got kind of a, a string of things coming up. In the meantime, I'm going to remind folks to, again, support their animal rescues. I am still supporting Pug Rescue of Florida. I may be losing my mind. I may be adopting, uh, see this is why I'm a bad foster, <laughs> but I may be adopting uh, my foster. We'll find out, but uh, he is a cute little boy and he is seizure prone and I can certainly handle that. Remember, you know, to support your local humane societies, SPCAs. You know, there are a lot of animals out there that need help. Economic times are looking a little bit better but I don't know if these are going to hold and of course usually during bad economic times one of the first things to really be impacted are the pets so remember that there's a lot of good animals out there that are looking for homes and please support them if you would like to see a little bit more on the supernatural and links to other animal based websites feel free to also check out the spirits of st petersburg website at www.spiritsofstpetersburg.com or you can just google spirits of st petersburg we do have a widget for this show that will tell you what episode is is now up. And I thank you all so much for your time. And I will wish you all some happy hauntings.
1: Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected.